You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, flying solo today. Um, our co-host, Tom Schreier. I think he's gallivanting across Europe. So while he is doing that, having fun, I'm here talking to you guys about the Vikings. But we hope Tom's having a great time. I think he will be gone this week, next week, and then he will be back just in time to kind of start really digging into to the NFL draft. Um, I'm going to touch more on that later in this episode. Certainly a lot of things that came out in the past couple of weeks um, seem to have at least tangentially some sort of impact on what the Vikings are going to do um, in, in the NFL draft here moving forward um, at the end of April. So end of next month, um, we're recording Wednesday morning. It's March 22nd. Again, I, I give this caveat every single time we record in the off season. Um, it's Wednesday morning. So if something happens Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, um, this is going to sound old, um, but we're talking about what we have know and what we are kind of looking into um, as of Wednesday morning, March 22nd. Again, if anything breaks in the coming days, we will definitely be on that. Um, Yeah, so just me today. Got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. I will dig into the actual team here in a couple of minutes. Um, Before we do, I I want to talk about a guy that's near and dear to my heart. I know he's near and dear to the heart of a lot of Vikings fans. Um, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast and if you're a regular listener, even if you're just kind of an offshoot, one-off listener to us on today's episode, if you follow the Vikings in any capacity, you know exactly who the, who Chris Thomason is. And Chris Thomason is now tweeting about the Denver Broncos for the Denver Gazette. He fired off a tweet yesterday um, in, in very Chris Thomason fashion. So if, if those of you who don't know, Chris is a bulldog worker. He leaves no stone unturned. Um, he has a distinct style, a way he does the job. And I think some got people and some fans and certainly some people in the market um, may kind of turn their nose up to that style. But if you were to create a beat writer in the lab, if you were just to say, let's, let's construct the perfect beat writer, you would give that person Chris Thomason's work ethic. The dude grinds, he gets everything. Um, he's like a vacuum. He just kind of sucks up all the news um, in his vicinity and kind of spits it out onto the Pioneer Press homepage or, or Pioneer Press print product. Uh, but he's not doing that anymore because he has recently accepted a job at the Denver Gazette covering the Denver Broncos. So I want to give Chris Thomason a shout out. He's taught me a lot um, over the last, I've been at the Pioneer Press now for six or seven years. Um, and I, I would not be where I am today without him. He's helped me a ton. Um, but I think the funniest part about him 
leaving <clears throat> and I guess just like I'm making the announcement last week basically saying next week I will be starting at the Denver Gazette is that like he just continued to put his head down and do his job his first tweet about the or about the Denver Broncos yesterday is about how they signed a punter it was not like a hey this is me welcome to the beat um, you know this is who I am this is what I'm all about it was uh, the Vikings have signed or the sorry, not the Vikings. He covers the Broncos. Now. The the Broncos have signed Riley Dixon, um, just a punter, a random first tweet for Chris Thomason, but could not be more perfect for, for the man and, and, and kind of how he moves and shakes. He did write an article basically introducing himself to his new audience. Um, but yeah, it's going to get weird. It's going to be weird to follow Chris and see him tweeting about the Broncos, not the Vikings. I'm sure it's going to be weird for me. I'm sure it'll be weird for fans. Um, yeah, we lost a good one in the Twin Cities market, um, and we will try to replace him as best we can. But best of luck to Chris Thomason. Definitely wanted to mention him before we kind of launched into the rest of the Vikings episode, um, just because he deserves it. He, he worked really hard. He, he was at our paper for, for a decade um, at the Pioneer Press. Um, like I said, had a, had a distinct style, the way he did things. Didn't always rub people the right way. Um, but he was authentically himself no matter what. Um, I think we can all learn a lot from that. So congrats, Chris. Um, best of luck in your new job. We will be following along from afar, um, and the Vikings play the Broncos this year, so we'll be running into you um, at some point here down the road. So shout out to Chris Thomason. Um, he's going to do a great job in depth. All right. I called Chris CT, obviously, not a very – unique or not a very like creative nickname for me chris thomason ct so ct left and so did at adam thielen left um the vikings released him a couple of weeks ago they couldn't come to an agreement on the contract extension there was chatter that he was going to sign with the chiefs which i think would have made sense because adam thielen as great as he is is still chasing that super bowl he does not sign with the chiefs last week News breaks, I think it's around 6 o'clock on a weekday. Adam Thielen has signed a contract with the Carolina Panthers. At first, I was like, what is, what is he doing? <clears throat> but when you look into more of the reasoning behind why he left the Vikings in the first place, Carolina makes a lot of sense. Uh, are the Carolina Panthers going to win the Super Bowl next year? No, I don't think so. Um, they've traded up for the number one pick. Maybe if that guy pops, um, they're going to have maybe a a pleasantly surprising season. But I think if the Carolina Panthers win the Super Bowl next year, it would be one of the more astounding happenings in the NFL of the past decade. So why did Adam Thielen sign with Carolina when it sounded like at least he was engaged with the Kansas City Chiefs, who very well could win the Super Bowl next year? I think it comes down to role. And something that was very clear as last season progressed with Adam Thielen on the Vikings, namely when the Vikings traded for TJ Hawkinson at the trade deadline, brought him in, he became, as me and Tom have talked about, basically their number two receiver. Um, Justin Jefferson is the straw that serves the drink for the Vikings, but TJ Hawkinson more or less became that wide receiver two, even though he plays tight end one. Um, I think as the season progressed. Adam Thielen's reps kind of took a step back. His role in the offense took a step back. He's a proud guy from Mankato. Um, went to school in Mankato. Actually grew up in Recorey. Um, 
but a, a proud Minnesotan who has kind of had to work for everything he's gotten in his career. Um, and I don't think those guys ever take lightly to getting phased out or feeling like the game has kind of passed them by. So as the game started to pass him by, at least from a Vikings perspective, as he began to take kind of a backseat to some of these younger players, I think Adam Thielen was saying, look, I may be in my thirties, but I think I can still play. I think I can still really help a team win. And I think when you look at what Carolina has done this off season, they fit a lot of what Adam Thielen is looking for. Are they the Super Bowl contender that that's going to help him get a ring? Probably not. Um, I would be stunned. Like I said, that being said, they did trade DJ Moore and a gluttony of picks to the Chicago bears to move up to number one um, trading DJ Moore, obviously their number one receiver last year opens up a ton of targets on that team. Um, and Adam Thielen slides in there now. And uh, you know, you can look at that roster and, you can make a legitimate argument that he's the best receiver on the roster or that he's the number one receiver on the roster, certainly the most proven receiver on the roster. So I think former Viking, Adam Thielen, former fan favorite, he's you know a lot to be in the ring of honor with the Vikings. I would not be surprised if they actually retired number 19 at some point when Adam Thielen hangs up the cleats. Well, now he's going to be the guy, kind of the pass catching guy in, in Carolina. And I'm super interested to see how that kind of plays out. Um, at some point, Adam Thielen's production level will go down where he won't be. I think even he'll admit to himself that he's not a number one receiver anymore, but he clearly still believes it. And I guess shout out to him to go for going out and, and, and trying to make it happen or trying to prove everyone wrong. Um, it's hard not to root for that guy um, watching his story and, and, and kind of being able, you know, being a small part of documenting his story, chronicling how he became you know, the face of a franchise going from an undrafted guy out of, out of a D2 school. So even though he's not in Minnesota anymore, you, you can't help but kind of pull for that guy and hope he, he continues to have success. But like I said, one day he will make his way back to the Vikings. I'm sure we'll see a, a one-day signing or retire as a Minnesota Viking, and he'll be in the ring of honor quickly after that. Um, but as he's proven or as he hopes to prove, um, he's not done yet. He will be in Carolina next season. We haven't talked to you since last week. So that's basically, I wanted to come on here and touch on that as well. Um, Adam Thielen, now a Carolina Panther moving forward. Will certainly be weird to see him in, in kind of the black and blue rather than the purple and gold. Um, but it happens. I think we'll get used to it as next season kind of progresses. Moving on. Let's talk about void years. Let's talk about the contract gymnastics that the Vikings have been doing that Quasi Adolfa Mensa has been doing this off season. And let's talk about what that potentially means moving forward. So void years, what are void years? Void years are really what they are. They're another layer in the NFL salary cap that literally should take a PhD to fully understand, to fully grasp. There are so many ins and outs of the salary cap that people have to navigate, that, that people way smarter than me and Tom have to navigate um, in order to, you know, function and build a roster and, and keep everything compliant with, with the massive, massive cap. Rob Brzezinski, as, as me and Tom have talked about on this podcast many times, he, he's a genius when it comes to this stuff. Um, he knows how to kind of manipulate the cap, move things around, shift money to, from this year to next year to years beyond that. Um, and that kind of gives Vikings 
or the Vikings like a chance to on a week to or on a year to year basis get under the cap and, and, and worry about things next year. Um, right now, with the way the Vikings were so far over the cap at the beginning of this offseason, they are cap compliant now. Um, a lot of that has obviously been due to cutting Adam Thielen, cutting Eric Kendricks, restructuring Harrison Smith. Um, but a, 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 a large portion of getting under the cap, too, has been these void years that we talk about. And what void years are, essentially, are you're taking the money, you're taking the cap hit, and you're spreading it out over length that extends beyond the length of the actual contract. All right? What does that mean? All right, Kirk Cousins is under contract through the 2023 season. He is, that is it. He will, once this season expires, unless he signs an extension, Kirk Cousins will be a free agent, free to sign wherever he wants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Well, Kirk Cousins' massive cap hit this year, when you add void years on to the end of it, basically allow you to take that number, I think it was something like insane, like $46 million, and spread it from this year to next year and years beyond. I think the Vikings now have added three cap, three void years to Kirk Cousins' salary cap. Um, it, it really significantly decreased his his cap hit for this year. It increased his dead cap for next year when he won't be on the, the roster, which is kind of confusing. The Vikings will have to then deal with a dead cap hit when he is no longer actually under contract. Um, and then that will extend even two to three years further than that. So the Vikings could be paying Kirk Cousins or at least dealing with the cap implications of Kirk Cousins two, three, four years after he is even done playing for the team as a whole. That's what these void years are. And what they do is basically create cap flexibility in the short term. We've seen the Vikings do that with Kirk Cousins. That's the biggest thing that that's the biggest move that they've done to this point when it, when it comes to adding these void years onto the contract, Um, it it freed up a ton of cap space. um, And it's something like Tom says about the credit card, they're going to have, there's going to be a reckoning down the road where okay, you were able to save some money here, but now you're going to have to pay for that money later. Um, the cap number right now for Kirk Cousins, you know, it went down from $36 million to $20 million. Next year, there will be a $28 million cap hit, regardless of if he's under contract because of, like I said, those void years. The Vikings have also done this with Byron Murphy. They've added, I think it was two years to two void years to his contract. And, and Josh Oliver, the tight end they just signed, they added some void years to his contract as well, all under the guise of saving money in the short term, 
and figuring it out down the road. <clears throat> now, why would the Vikings continue to kick the can down the road? Uh, the most simple answer, which sometimes is the correct answer, is that they are trying to figure out how to make money work this season. They're saying, we will figure out the rest of this down the road. Right now, our most important objective is to get under the cap. And the Vikings have done that. They are technically under the cap now um, with some wiggle room down the road. Um, Obviously, they're going to have to make some other moves um, to account for signing their draft picks, signing some veteran help. Um, But right now, as of March 22nd, the Vikings are cap compliant. That is one of the biggest reasons they did the Boyd years with with multiple contracts on the roster. Kirk Cousins, Byron Murphy, Josh Oliver. Um, I think there's a couple more as well um, that they've added Boyd years to. But I also think that if you look a little deeper, you read between the lines, like why are they so comfortable pushing the money out? It's I think it's because they don't anticipate paying a quarterback a lot of money down two, three years down the road. I think that also means that they could significantly consider a quarterback in the NFL draft coming up. What does that look like? See, I don't, I don't know. I don't think any of us truly know. I'm not even sure Quasi Dopa Menson knows. But if, if you are, just think logically, if you are taking money from this year, spreading it over not just next year, but the two or three years beyond that, you are almost accounting for the fact that you will be able to kind of do the cap gymnastics largely because of the rookie contract that the quarterback of the future will be under. No longer will you be eating a, you know, 16% of the cap hit with your quarterback, like Kirk Cousins, one of the biggest miss, you know, one of the, the biggest, I guess you would call it cheat codes with the cap in the NFL is having a good rookie quarterback who is still under his rookie contract, a young quarterback on his rookie contract. So you look at some of the teams that have won the Super Bowl in, in recent years, outside of Patrick Mahomes, a lot of these guys are still under their rookie contract, which allows them to kind of build the roster up from there. Um, then you have to pay that guy. And, and, and then you start to see some of the, the cap casualties that, that the, like the Vikings are obviously dealing with now, but I think the Vikings do these void years with some of these contracts because they're hoping that they hit on a rookie quarterback. They can keep him under rookie contract and, and, and kind of make the money work there and manipulate the, the cap from there. Who are the rookie quarterbacks in this draft that the Vikings have a realistic chance at? That remains to be seen, and a lot of that will dictate on how aggressive the Vikings want to be here at the end of next month. C.J. Stroud looks like he's going to go number one to Carolina. We mentioned, obviously, when talking about it, Adam Thielen, that, that C.J. Stroud, or that, that the Carolina Panthers have traded up for the number one pick. Depends who you ask, but it sure seems like they they are really locking in on C.J. Stroud. There's a chance, I guess, that they've they've moved up because they've fallen in love with Anthony Richardson, obviously the quarterback out of Florida, who dominated at the NFL Combine, who has some question marks when it comes to actually throwing the ball, but you can't look at that guy and not think, wow, um, he is someone who has the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the league. And then there's Bryce Young out of Alabama, a guy who kind of continues to fly under the radar. And I only say that because we hear about CJ Stroud and how he shoot, how his pro day and, you know, 
is something that, that that people have to be at and how he was, you know, dominant throwing the football at, at the scouting combine. Um, you hear about Anthony Richardson and the athletic numbers that he put up and you can't, like I just said, you can't help but look at him and not think he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the league if he puts it all together. You don't hear a lot of Bryce Young, even though he might be the most accurate of, of the three. Um, people want to talk about his height, but that guy has proven to be a winner at every single level. Um, he's flying under the radar as much as you can when it sounds like you'll probably go number two overall, but it just seems like hearing CJ Stroud being talked about, it's hearing Anthony Richardson being talked about. Those are the guys that are being mentioned um, in, in, in the breath of the Carolina Panthers. When you, when you talk about the number one pick, it almost seems like Bryce young um, is going to kind of be that guy who just falls to Houston at number two. And, and then they build around for, for the next decade. All that being said, I don't think the Vikings are in, realistic contention for either of those three quarterbacks so what does that mean uh, when you take into account the void years that they have give put into a lot of their contracts on the current roster perhaps with the idea that they will be acquiring a, a young quarterback at some point in the draft what does that mean i think it means the vikings could use some of their assets whether it be Dalvin Cook, he doesn't have a ton of value. Um, he's a he's a running back that can't really stay healthy um, with a large cap hit. You see these these armchair GMs that are on Twitter saying, "Ah, oh, just trade Dalvin Cook and twenty three and move up to, you know, the early teens." That's not how it works. Dalvin Cook doesn't have a ton of value when it comes to, you know, looking at what teams who are high in the draft are going to want as compensation for the Vikings to jump up from twenty three. But Dalvin Cook is a trade chip nonetheless. It's something that I think the Vikings will look into. He has a $14 million cap hit um, that I don't know if the Vikings are going to want to honor um, with the, after signing Alexander Madison uh, last week as well. But but you look at some of the trade chips they have. They have Dalvin Cook. They have Zadarius Smith, a guy who has asked for his release. The Vikings have not granted his release, I think, because they want to trade him. Um, the Vikings don't have to release him, so they won't. Um, but I do think that knowing Zadarius doesn't necessarily want to be on the Vikings next year, I think they are trying to probably look into avenues that 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 get him off the roster while also getting something back in return. So if you're not in contention for C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, I would be stunned if Anthony Richardson fell with, with the numbers that he's put up at, at the Combine um, and kind of the hype that just is surrounding that guy right now. If you can't get either of those three, well, then what does it look like? I think a lot of what the Vikings do in next month's draft could be dictated by how the draft board shakes out. Um, and and that's obviously sounds like a cop-out answer. It's like, well, the Vikings are going to do whatever the, the draft, you know, whatever the board dictates. Um, it's not really going out on a, on, a, on a limb and saying the Vikings will trade up and draft this guy. But I, I think logically, when you think about it, Kwesi Adolfa he's he's a guy who is driven by numbers, by data, by probability, by, you know, which guy has the most likely outcome of, of being a player that we can build around. Um, I think part of him has, has learned 
to kind of take that analytical background and, and, and pair it with, with the scouting realm of the NFL and, and, and kind of trusting your gut and trusting people around you and not just being a numbers guy. Um, but I think at the end of the day, he's probably always going to lean back on what is the probability that moving up from 23 to say in the teens is going to give us a that much better chance of hitting on a guy as opposed to just staying. But I think if you look at the board and say a guy like Will Levis out of Kentucky is kind of falling down the draft board, say he makes it out of the top 10 without getting picked, then I think you could see the Vikings maybe start to to kick the tires with teams in, in the teens and say like, hey, if, if Will Levis is going to be there in, in the early teens, maybe we should move up. Maybe we should try. I don't think it's something that the Vikings have set their sights on as we are definitely trading up for a quarterback, but I think it's something to consider that if the board breaks in their favor, if Will Levis falls, if by some unknown reason, Anthony Richardson falls, um, if, if a quarterback that they have locked eyes on falls in the draft, I would not be surprised if they get aggressive and try and move up. I think that largely because of the void years that they've put in contracts um, down the road, I guess you could also say they maybe they're just doing this because they're going to, they're planning to draft a quarterback in 2024. That's possible as well. Um, That class is obviously loaded at the top with Caleb Williams and Drake may. I do think the Vikings are going to be too good um, to get one of those quarterbacks. Um, But I, I think you have to really consider this year drafting a quarterback finding a way to do it with Kirk Cousins still on the roster so that guy can learn under Kirk for a year and then potentially take over next year um, when Kirk Kirk Cousins' contract runs out. I think you put yourself in a tough situation next year. If if you let Kirk Cousins' contract run out, you're still paying the $28 million in dead cap because of the void years that we've talked about. And then you're drafting a quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft and just hope sticking him in there, hoping that he – he can solve all your your issues. Maybe you bring in a veteran guy as a bridge quarterback in, in next year, but that kind of feels like just delaying future success. Um, if, if, if the Vikings like a quarterback in this draft and, and, the, and the board breaks in their favor, I could see them trading up for one. That's my long-winded way of kind of describing what these void years could mean um, when, when we look at, you know, the cap and and what it looks like beyond just this season. Another interesting name that, that I saw, I think it was yesterday, Daniel Jeremiah with NFL network put out his round one mock draft. Um, You know, he's one of the guys well-respected in the industry does a lot of these things um, continuously updates the mock draft um, is in the know when it comes to who teams have been talking to, who teams have interest in and, it's not a, it's, I think when Daniel Jeremiah puts out a mock draft, it's, it's rooted in a little bit more research than some of the mock drafts you see on the internet who are just you know, throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. I, I think Daniel Jeremiah knows what's going on. I think he has an inkling of at least what some of these teams are, are, are thinking. Obviously, he doesn't know. He's not in the room. But I think when he says something, people kind of start to perk their ears up a little bit. Um, what I'm getting at is in his mock draft yesterday, I've mentioned four quarterbacks so far. I've mentioned C.J. Stroud, who the Vikings have no chance at. Bryce Young, who the Vikings have no chance at. Anthony Richardson, who the Vikings, barring something insane happening with his draft stock, have no chance at. 
Uh, Will Levis, who the Vikings probably have no chance at, but if he falls, I could see them going up and making a move for him. Daniel Jeremiah doesn't mention any of those guys to the Vikings at 23. He had the Vikings staying put in drafting Hendon Hooker out of the University of Tennessee. Now, Hendon Hooker is someone who, when you look at his stats from last year, he, he was a legitimate Heisman candidate at one point before he tore his knee. He had Kentucky or Tennessee playing as good a football as I think they've played in the past decade. Uh, they knocked off Alabama um, in that incredible game where, where Hendon Hooker went toe-to-toe with Bryce Young, who, as we've talked about, is probably going to go number two in the draft. And it, it looked like the University of Tennessee against all odds was, was a legitimate national championship contender. Well, then Hendon Hooker tore his ACL. And Hendon Hooker is 25 years old, coming off a torn ACL. And Hendon Hooker turns 26 in January. And Hendon Hooker's probably not ready to be a quarterback this year, which means, okay, if the Vikings take him at 23, let him sit a year under Kirk Cousins, and then he's making his first NFL start at 26, 27. Um, Sounds like Brandon Whedon. Would the Vikings really use a first-round pick on a guy like that um, who is legitimately five years deeper into his lifespan as an NFL player than, than some of the rookies that are going off the board in round one. I don't know, but I think it was an interesting name to see attached to the Vikings. It's the first time I've seen Hendon Hooker be mocked so high in the NFL draft. I think it's certainly a risky pick if that's the, the direction the Vikings go. Um, but I think it's a good example of all the things we are going to see here in the next month um, when it comes to mock drafts, when it comes to the Vikings, um, I don't think they are going to at any point agree to an extension with Kirk Cousins. I think the Boyd years were a good indication um, that they're just letting this contract play out. I guess if Kirk Cousins is, is amazing this year and Kirk Cousins also cannot find any suitors next year, we maybe see a, a reunion, another contract at some point in the 2024 offseason. Um, but I think right now the Vikings are content to let that contract run out and, and look for potentially a quarterback of the future as soon as next month um, in the 2023 NFL draft. I don't know how I feel about Hendon Hooker. I need to do a little bit more digging on that guy. I think I just get scared away by a, a guy who's 25 um, getting drafted so early in, in the draft. Um, look, quarterbacks can play. The, the longevity and the length of a quarterback's career is greater than, than say, a linebacker, say, a cornerback, a safety. Um, Eric Kendricks is 31 years old, and he's basically out of the league. Um, not out of the league. He just signed with the Los Angeles Chargers. But he was someone who the Vikings saw as expendable because his play had dropped so significantly from early in his career. Um, he, he could very well go have a, a nice twilight of his career with, with, the, with the Los Angeles Chargers. But the fact that we're talking about twilight of a career, uh, you know, at a guy who just crossed over the 30-year threshold um, kind of speaks to the, the, the lifespan of an NFL player. That being said, do you want to draft a quarterback who is 25, going to be 26 in the winter, knowing that, look, I, I know quarterbacks can play a long time in this league, um, maybe longer than most positions, uh, but it still feels like, most of his young days and early days of his career have already been spent in college. I'm not sure how I feel about Hendon Hooker. 
Um, we're going to do more research here. I think me and Tom will probably re- debate about this guy moving forward because if Daniel Jeremiah is mocking him to the Vikings, I do not think that's the last time he will be mocked to the Vikings here in the next month or so. All right. I think that's all we got for today's episode. Like I said, early Wednesday, March 22nd, this episode will be up by late morning, early afternoon. Um, and if anything crazy happens here in, in, in the coming days, we will hop back on. I'll hop back on solo because Tom, like I said, running around Europe, having a good time, recharging his batteries to be ready for when the NFL draft rolls around next month. Um, something to keep an eye on. Like I said, Dalvin Cook, I think the Vikings are shopping him. Darius Smith, I think the Vikings are shopping him. I would not be surprised if either of those guys are moved at some point before the NFL draft. Um, I think it bodes well, or you know, it might be a good idea for the Vikings to try and move those guys, get their cap off the books. Um, also, with Darius not wanting to be around, um, reportedly, and Dalvin Cook, I, I think kind of in the decline of his career, might make sense to kind of try and get the most out of those guys um, value-wise while you can. Um, the rest of the roster is kind of figuring itself out. Um, not so many guys anymore that, that need to be restructured. Not so many guys that need to be re-signed. Um, I think we're almost to the point where when you look at after Dalvin, after the Darius, um, if they're moved, you can almost shift your attention fully to the NFL draft, which is what we will do on the, on the inside purple and gold podcast in the next month or so. Um, we will bring in certain guests to talk about certain prospects um, I know Tom has a few guys that he knows that, that that are really in the know of prospects. Maybe we can dig into a guy like Hendon Hooker, and if that makes sense for the Vikings at all in the slightest, um, they're probably a little bit more knowledgeable about you know his mechanics, what he can bring to the team, and what he can bring to an offense. Um, that's just an example, but we will dig into a ton of prospects here in the next month. Um, in the meantime, appreciate you stopping by this week. Um, unless, you know, barring some crazy news, we will be back at you next week. Um, maybe with a guest, I'm, I'm trying to lock down Chris Thomason, you know, to come in, you know, have a little bit of, you know, a powwow with us and, and chit chat about his time on the beat. I know he's busy getting, you know, ingrained into the Denver Broncos media market. Um, but he's a guest we are shooting for at some point. I'm going to try and bring him on. Um, would be remiss if we didn't congratulate him one more time. Chris Thomason, congrats on your job in, in Denver. Um, for anyone else who's listening out there, we appreciate you stopping by. I will be back next week, probably flying solo unless we can bring Chris in, into the pool. That's all we got for this episode of Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, signing off. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.